What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. I'm super excited. We have a guest joining us from South Florida. His name is David Stone. He is the founder of iFearless and also an internationally known marketing consultant. David, thank you for joining us today. Can you please introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your background? Thank you, Deanna. I am thrilled to be here and just so grateful that you invited me on to talk to your listeners. Uh, yeah, my background, uh, as you picked up in our pre-conversation, I'm originally from Canada. Uh, it still shows up in my accent a little bit. But um, I uh, started life long time ago as an architect designing buildings, discovered that I was eh, not very good at it. And so I transitioned. I started doing, I, I discovered a knack for marketing and business development. And so I've spent 35 years teaching other architects and engineers how to sell their services. Now, I'm also, uh, next month, I'm going to turn 67 years old. Oh, wow. And as I was sort of... You look great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> as I was starting to approach conventional retirement age, I thought, hmm, what do I want to be when I grow up? Yeah. And uh, because I have no intention of retiring, I'm having too much fun. But as I thought about it, I thought, you know, what does the world need? And I had been through an experience uh, in 2009 uh, that really changed my life. And the answer to what does the world need to, that came to me was the world needs to stop being so afraid of everything. And we've heard, even before COVID, we've heard about uh, anxiety epidemics and how much anxiety and the, you know, the prescription, the rate of prescriptions for anxiety medications and stuff is just skyrocketing. And I had been through a, a, an experience, as I said, in 2009, and I've always been, I've been an optimistic person, high energy person, but I always worried. And what, what, I, what was that experience in 2009? Are you going to share that? Uh, yes, I will tell you that. I literally worried myself into homelessness. I was this international marketing consultant. I was making a healthy six figures and I was living in my car. Wow. Now that sounds a little bit incompatible, but it's very easy to uh, to do. You can be a millionaire, and yeah. uh, and still, you know, all you need to do is spend a million and one dollars, <laughs> and uh, and you'll go broke. And what's interesting is my pet anxiety since I was very young was money and finances. Uh, I grew up in a household that was. I don't think technically we were poor, but you know there were a lot of kids and not quite so much income. And so I, I grew up listening once a month. My parents would sit around the kitchen table with a stack of bills and they, oh no, what are we going to yeah. do? How are we going to, you know, who are yeah. we going to? And I grew up believing that A, money doesn't grow on trees. And, you know, it's really, really hard to have money. And I also grew up believing that anybody who was wealthy or abundant, I was either lucky or crooked. Yeah. That's what you had to be in order to have wealth. And therefore I didn't. Now, what was interesting is I was making a really good money, but because you have these beliefs in your life, you your behavior alters to bring them to the- to yeah. You manifest it. It was good, bad, or indifferent. When you think, that's right. you think that your thoughts are so powerful, you manifest yep. those thoughts. Yep. So here I was, August of 2009, living in my car, literally like, you know, pulling into a truck stop at night uh, and pulling the pillow and 
sleeping on the pillow with my leg wrapped around the gear shift. And then next morning I'd get up and I'd have to go serve my clients and go and work. And I, and what was interesting, and, and I remember it very clearly waking up this one morning and saying, that's it. You know, this has got to stop. This is yeah. ridiculous. I'm a smart guy. I'm healthy. I'm intelligent. I've got two university degrees, surely to goodness, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is nuts. So your first step is to look for who to blame. This yeah. is great. You know, it's got to be somebody. It's the government's fault. It's my boss's fault. It's you know, whoever's fault. <laughs> yeah. And then so I look around and I look around and I'm examining and I'm analyzing what happened. And it hit me. I thought, well, leading up to this, there's been one and only one person present for every decision that was made that got me here. And that's that guy in the mirror. And so, and that was life-changing, this thing that says, okay, uh, you know, if there's no one else to blame, uh, and if I take 100% responsibility for this, then suddenly everything changes because yeah. if you're blaming somebody else, if you say, well, it's the government's fault, it's my spouse's fault, it's whatever's fault, until that person or that entity decides that, okay, for David's sake, we'll change what we're doing, I'm totally powerless. I can't do anything because they're in charge. But when I say, no, I'm the one that is responsible. Now, you know, there, there might have been external circumstances, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't help me to blame those. This is my situation. I'm going to take responsibility for it. Yeah. And so what I did then, as I said, I'm going to learn everything I, is to, I can know about how my mind works, because that's where it was all taking place. Yeah. You know, all this anxiety and stuff. It, it wasn't outside me. It was in my head. So I said, I'm going to learn everything. And I set out to study. And what was funny is that morning I woke up in the car and I would go because I was homeless. I would go to the local public library because they had Wi-Fi and I could log on and get my work done and such. Very and resourceful, like, at least, if, even though you, you were homeless. You were yeah, well, why not? <laughs> I, the taxes that I had paid helped to provide this. So why yeah, not? Exactly. So I'm in the library and it's middle of the morning. I have to, I have to use the men's room. So I get up and I'm walking through the stack of books and literally this book fell, falls off the shelf and lands on the floor in front of me. I don't know what bumped it off, but anyway, so I didn't, I'm a tidy guy. So I leaned down and pick it up and it was a book by the great, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer. I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Familiar, but not necessarily. Okay. He's, he passed away in 2015, I think, but just a brilliant, uh, person in terms of self-development and and so I started flipping through the pages and I thought, oh, okay, this is good stuff. And that was the first of literally hundreds and hundreds of books that I've studied and courses I've taken and teachers that I've worked with, et cetera. And along the way, I learned a whole bunch of things. And out of that, I have developed a three-step process that literally anyone can use. Now, let me put a little asterisk beside anyone. <laughs> I do recognize that there is genuine mental illness that some people suffer from. And in the cases of those people, I am so grateful that there are medications and there are prescriptions and there are healthcare professionals to help with that. But for you, me and you and the vast majority of people, we're fully capable of making this change ourselves. So I developed this three-step process. The first step 
was I, as I said, I studied everything I could learn about anxiety and worry and fear yeah. and how it works. And what I learned was that anxiety and worry are mental choices yes. that we make. They are not, as you know, a lot of people would have you believe, they are not just a fact of life. It's wired into my biology. I can't do anything about it. Actually, no, you can. It's a mental choice. But we've been making this mental choice for so long that it has become a habit. And like any habit, it just drops below your level of conscious awareness. And we don't think about it. Something happens. Uh oh, now I'm worried. Yeah. And I don't think is okay why would i choose to be worried is that helping me is that useful and so i learned i learned that um i learned that there's a difference there's there's sort of a fear scale if you want and it's, this is really useful for your listeners to know when we think about fear fear is a really useful biological response to an imminent danger so I'm walking along the street and I'm texting my friend or whatever. And I turn to cross the street. I step out in the street. And I happen to look and there's a bus coming. Ah, yeah, I'm going to die. Well, our body is designed. Our brain registers an, a threat. Our body re reacts beautifully and wonderfully. And what happens is uh, cortisol is, a, is an adrenaline hormone. Yeah starts pumping into our system, our heart rate goes up, our breathing rate increases, our strength actually increases, our reflexes speed up, and it's priming our body to take action. Yes. So I jump back onto the sidewalk, the bus goes by and I go, Whew. Yeah. now the emergency is gone. I avoided the danger, I lived, but now my body settles back down again. Everything's fine. And that's fear, and that's great, and I'm glad we have it, but uh, it's like the fire department. You know, I'm really happy they're here, but the best days are the ones where we don't need to phone them. All right, true. <laughs> yeah. Now, let's move, let's change, though, the, the nature of this thing that's this threatening me. So a bus or a tiger jumping at me or whatever is, you know, that's really clear. I'm going to die, and soon, so I better do something about it, but... If that threat or perceived threat is something that's a little more vague or off in the future somewhere, let's say, oh, I'm worried about my finances in retirement, or, oh my gosh, there's a mole on my arm. I wonder what that is, you know, or why didn't my friend like my Facebook post? Danny here with Label Free Podcast. I don't know if you've heard about this new, innovative, creative, convenient, diverse product called All Things Clean. So let me give you a quick demo. And I'm gonna actually have my mom come in here with me. Mom, can you come here? Did you see how this is stuck to your wall effortlessly? That is awesome. I, I am it. so excited. I am just looking at this. Go ahead, put that up. Let me see how that so, works. This is the one board they have. And so they have a whiteboard as well. And yeah. so here you unroll it. And then you put it on the wall. Mom, you wanna help me with this? Sure. And so all you do is put it on the wall. There you go. And now you can do whatever you want with the markers. So, Mom, what do you think this would be good for? First of all, with work, the endless possibilities. Think about it, if you're at a trade show and you don't want to bring a lot of stuff with, you can put this up there. You can write some stuff on there. You know, when you're at work, you have these impromptu meetings. 
grab this, slap it up on the wall, do some brainstorming, fix we it. We have some birthdays coming up in our family. Oh my gosh, happy birthday. I think it's Louie. Uh, happy, happy birthday. Think about it, you would go around the whole room and people can come in and everybody can sign it. I'm really excited. I, I I'm going to be using this. I know, so I'm, I'm very excited too. Deanna, I want to see how easily this peels off. Let's just make sure, they say easy on, easy off. Holy cow, look at that. You guys, how do you not see how great this product is? We're at home, at the office, presentation, wherever. I have a special, exclusive discount for you. They're giving me 15% off with free shipping and free markers, the code LABEL15 at cleaners.com. That's right, 15% off, free shipping, free markers at cleaners.com. And the possibilities are endless. So we've got this, you know, this more vague, uh, the, you know, my friend didn't like my Facebook yeah. uh, thing. So I'm, I'm, my brain is perceiving a threat in some right. way, but it's not quite sure what it is, but my body, my body is very obedient, but pretty stupid, frankly. It doesn't, <laughs> it can't distinguish. And it says, yeah. uh oh, threat, go into red alert mode. Yeah. The adrenaline but starts. Or flight, right? Is that That's exactly it? right. Yeah. Except it doesn't know what to do. There's no sidewalk to jump back to and we end up with this chronic continuous uh situation and that's when really bad stuff can happen you know because because uh chronic anxiety can lead to some really nasty health problems well, for sure yeah and so when we realize and 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 so then i also study i said okay what are the you know so many people have anxiety, there must be some benefit to it. You know, we're all doing this. What's the benefit? And I discovered that, you know, there are some people who say, well, you know, that's how I show I love people. It's show how, how I care because I worry about you. Some people say, well, that's how I solve problems. And as I analyzed each of the things, it turns out they're total bunk because, you know, worry and problem solving are completely different yeah. activities. I'll talk about that in a second. But when I looked at the downsides, there are four major drawbacks to being worried and anxious. Number one, it feels awful. You know, it's yeah. one of the worst emotions that we as humans experience. It just yeah. sucks to spend the day worrying or wake up in the middle of the night worrying or whatever. That's just awful. Number two, it never helps. Yeah. No situation has ever improved because you worried about it. Right. Um, number three, as we said a second ago, it makes you sick, literally yeah. makes you sick. And number four, which to me is the one that bothers me the most, is that it, it blocks our potential. Because when we feel anxious or when we feel worried, we shrink and become smaller. Yeah. And we, we don't try new things. It's you know, to use a sports analogy, you know, people talk about a team that is either playing offense or playing defense. I'm either playing to win or playing to not lose. Sure. And, you know, when I'm worried and anxious, all I'm worried about is protecting myself. I'm not taking any chances. I'm not trying anything new. I'm kind of retreating back into that little cave that's my safe space. And uh, that's all I'm doing. Right. And we, how do we grow as human beings? How do we reach our potential from that situation? So for all those reasons, it's just wonderful to say, that's it. I'm opting out. And so yes. I wrote this book uh, afterward. It's called Unsubscribe from Anxiety is the, 
and the and the premise is that you know this is a choice you you don't like it great let's stop you don't have to so this first step is to prepare your mind to be receptive to the fact that yeah i could get rid of it if i wanted to right we're we're trained from birth to worry all everybody around us worries uh, popular culture flip on the tv channel the tv oh, news or, i cannot watch regular TV. oh i can't either yeah. Yeah. but you know, but the way they bring it you know here's what you need to know right now yeah. <laughs> oh, what do i need to know right yeah, now they're, and they're, then, pro they're programming you with that worry and that, and that anxiety they're programming exactly you to, right. be that, to be that reactive yep so that's step one and there's you know there's a lot of moving parts to that anyway but step two is that i then I reset, I hit the reset button with my brain. And I do that by uh, actually experiencing for a short period of time, what it feels like to be completely and utterly worry and anxiety free. Yeah. And how amazing that actually feels. It feels like you dropped off this hundred pound sack of rocks. It feels like you can do anything. Yeah. And the way I get people to do that is I use a guided visualization. Because when, we, when we're worried or when we're anxious, invariably it shows up in our body somewhere as a tension. Different people have it show up in different places. For me, it was always in my neck and my shoulder. Some people it's yeah. in, you know, they get headaches. Some people it's their stomach ache or, yeah. And so what I did, and I developed this visualization technique that I used on myself, and now I use it with, in workshops and stuff. And we start, we close our eyes, and then we visualize this, this tension, this anxiety in ourselves as an actual physical object. So for me, it was like an iron bar that went from one shoulder right over to the other, this rigid thing. Yeah. And so then I picture it and then as this bar, and then using my imagination only, I would take that bar and shrink it down. So that it's not, it doesn't go from here to here. It's only this long. Right. And then I'd stretch it out. So it went like from wall to wall in the room. And then I'd take it from a bar and I'd turn it into a ball or a cube or something. And then I'd think, what color is it? And it, you know, it was sort of a dark gray, black. And it's a lot of it, visual, visualization type of technique. That's exactly right. But what I'm doing is I am now taking control of it instead of it controlling me. And I'm learning that I can control it instead yeah. of it controlling me. And so then we take this thing and I move it around my body and now it's in my left foot and now it's in my right hand. And now it's, in, and then I take it and I set it on the floor all with my imagination. I set it on the floor and sort of kick at it a bit. And then I pick it up and then I have it, hold it in my hand and it's kind of like the size of a baseball and I visualize it and I turn it into just like mist and then I take a deep breath and blow it away. Oh, cool. And, I like yeah. that. And then for at, the, at that moment, anybody that's in the workshop, they, you know, they come out and they, I say, okay, now quick, worry about the thing you were worried about. And they can hardly even remember what it was they were worrying about, let alone feel that anxiety because they right. have taken control of it and they have removed it from their body. So that's hitting that reset button. Wow, I can do this. I can control this anxiety. I can get rid of it if I want to. Which takes us to step three. Because as we said in step one, we discovered that it's a mental habit. Yeah. Now, like the thing about any habit is uh, it's a learned behavior. 
I, if I, if it's a good habit, I want to keep it. If it's a bad habit, I'd like to get rid of it, but you can only get rid of it by replacing it with a different habit. And so what I learned, what I then learned was what new mental habits can I replace anxiety with to make sure it doesn't come back? Because if I don't, it'll be back tomorrow or the next week or whatever. It'll, as good as this feels right now, it'll come back. So there are three major new mental habits you want to replace it with. Number one is gratitude. It is impossible to simultaneously hold a grateful thought and a worried thought in your head at the same time. You simply cannot do it. You know, try it if you want, but you can't do it. Yeah. And so now, so what we develop is a habit of starting every morning. Quick, five things you're grateful for. I have this, this little gratitude journal right here. I write it in every day. And, but I got to the point, uh, and I, today I'm at the point where probably six, 10 times a day, I just take a moment and think, what am I grateful for? I mean, right this minute, I'm grateful for Steve Jobs because he made this cute little MacBook Air that I'm able to talk to you <laughs> with. I mean, yeah. he couldn't be talking if I wouldn't. So, so I have that gratitude thought. And like I said, you cannot simultaneously hold anxiety and great gratitude in your mind. And so as soon as we've got gratitude, there's no room for the anxiety. That's the first one. The second one, is what we call replace it with purpose. Okay. And that says everybody in the world was put here for a reason. Yeah. And not all of us have found it. Uh, some of us take a while to find it, but when you find it, it, you know, it finds you rather than you find it. And now you're driven and you say, I have to do this. This is why I get up in the morning. I heard one time it said that the two most important days of your life is the day you're born and the day you figure out why. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's true. Isn't that great? So now, you know, so I wake up in the morning, I've got things to do, important things to do. I've got to tell the world and your listeners about that. They don't have to be worried anymore. Yeah. And on the way to that purpose, um, I don't have time to worry. And any challenge that comes in front of me or an obstacle that gets in my way, that that's all it is. It's an obstacle because on the far side of that obstacle is really important things that I need to be done. Yeah. So none of them stop me anymore. And I take, I take those challenges and I say, okay, there's a wall. I can go over it, under it, around it, through it. Uh, I can just decide to turn and go the other way. There's a million ways, but I don't let the wall stop me. Right. So that's the second mental habit, replace it with purpose. And in the book and in the workshops, if people say, well, I don't know what my purpose is, then there's a whole process of helping them figure out what that is. Yeah. And then the way the third the third mental habit is, um, and my brain just shut down on me. It's all right. We had a brain freeze. So yeah, while you figure that out, I'll just tell you, I very, yeah, rarely struggle, very rarely struggle with worry or anxiety, but occasionally I do get anxiety and it's like, it, it can be overwhelming. And I know, I tell myself like, this is not, this is not real. This mm -hmm. is like, I, I'm creating this. Um, and it's, but it's typically for me, I notice, and you know, I'm just going to be real. It's like yep. throughout that hormonal time where, yeah. but other than that, I, like you say, I'm pretty, I, I wake up with gratitude. I mean, I, I lost my husband five years ago. I had to start my life all over mm -hmm. and it's been a, it's been a journey these last five years. I mean, sure. it, that was a, a life-changing moment. And so, um, I'm great now. I'm very happy and all that stuff. 
So I, I've decided, I'm, I had to decide who I wanted to be moving forward in this new yeah. new period in my life. And I decided I, I just want to be a very joyful person. Mm-hmm. I want to live my life with gratitude and I surrender to the unknown. And when I, when I decided in December, after I lost my corporate job to surrender to the unknown, uh, you know, there's some, occasionally there's some worry that comes up, but not so much anymore. Yeah. Because no matter what, in these last couple months, it like I have been fine, you know. And mm-hmm. um, I did have some anxiety about a week or so ago, and I was like, "Woo!" Like it was like, and I just had to tell myself, I had to talk myself off that ledge because yes. I don't believe in taking the medications for for no. it at all. I have family members that suffer from really bad anxiety, but you know, I think that once they've gotten on that train, it's hard to stop it you know, cause they almost mm-hmm. use it as a, use it as a crutch. I hate to say that, but. Well, it, it's true. And there are a lot of people that kind of wallow in it and enjoy yeah. it because, because uh, it, it creates drama yeah. and it creates, it draws sympathy and all kinds of, you know, there are some benefits to it. I don't find that they are worthwhile benefits, right. but, but I do see that. Okay. Um, find a third one. What was the third one? The third one is what we call instant action. Okay. So remember about jumping out from in uh, front of the bus? Yeah. Well, that was taking action. Well, it, when I am anxious, and remember I also said there's a difference between worrying and problem solving. Yeah. Worrying is circular thinking. I'm going around and around and around and keep coming back to the same place and start all over again. Problem solving is very different. Problem solving is linear and progressive. Yeah. And so I say, all right, I've got this challenge. I'm not sure, you know, I have a health concern or I have a money concern, a finance concern, whatever. In your case, you know, you lost your job. Now I've got employment concern or finance concern, et cetera. Well, I've got a choice. I can worry about it, go around and around and around and not make any progress. Or I can say, all right, I've got this challenge. Hmm. Yeah. What do I know about it? What are the resources I have, et cetera. So instant action says it's 2.30 in the morning. I'm lying there. I'm wide awake. I can't sleep. And now I'm worrying about worrying. And now I'm worrying about I don't have enough sleep. I'm not going to have enough sleep. Domino effect. Like, <laughs> so my, my suggestion is stop trying to go to sleep. It's not working. So get up. All right. Get up. And what are we worrying about? I'm worried about my finances. Great. Go out of the bedroom. Go sit down in the living room, the kitchen table, wherever. Make a budget. Right now, 2, 2.30 in the morning, write down a budget for the next month. What am I going to, here's what income, here's outgo, et cetera. Because what you're doing is you're taking charge. Right. You're saying, all right, I'm going to do something about this. Or let's say you've got a health concern. Uh, or you could go online and find, you know, read a, a, book yourself a meeting with a financial consultant or, you know, an advisor. If I've got a health concern, what can I do at two o'clock in the morning? I can go down, I can make myself, if I'm concerned about diet, I can, you know, look up and say, all right, here's my, here's my diet and my recipes for the next week. Here's what I'm going to eat for the next week. And I'm going to make it all healthy. I can, you know, if I'm not getting enough exercise, gosh, at two o'clock in the morning, I can go online and I can order a Peloton machine. and It'll be at my house tomorrow if I want. Yeah. So there's something I can do in that instant. Yeah. And now suddenly I've taken control and it's all about who's in charge. Is the anxiety in charge or am I in charge? And by taking this instant action, 
I'm now in charge again. And that makes, that gives me, that makes me empowered. It, it makes me feel strong. My strength has come back. My that weakness that I feel from being small is gone. And then, before, so I do this for 10 or 15 minutes. And then I take just a couple of minutes and say, all right, in the next 24 to 48 hours, what are three more things that I can do to address this problem? Yeah. This challenge that I'm facing. Then turn out the light, go back. You're going to sleep like a baby because you took control of it. And now it's not in charge of you anymore. And yeah. you're the one that's deciding what's going to happen. Love it. So uh, before we start wrapping things yeah. up here, David, do you what? Where can people find the book? Where can they find you? Please drop all your all your links. Sure. The best and easiest place to find me is I have a Facebook group that I run, and it is called Fearless Living and Growth Society. Fearless Living and Growth Society, and that's the easiest thing they can find. They can join the group. They can when they join the group. They can get a free copy of my latest book, which is called The Fearless Decision. Awesome. Live in the world without worry, without being afraid of it. And from the Facebook group, they can access the, the website and the online courses and the workshops that I do. They can get in touch with me directly. I do some coaching and stuff. But the Facebook group is the best place. It's absolutely free. Tons of resources. Awesome. Lots of people who want to say, that's it. I've had it with anxiety. I'm out of here. Fantastic. And I will drop all those links in the body of the description of the episode, you guys. Are there any final words of wisdom or advice that you'd like to leave for the audience before we say goodbye? Yes, I would love them to, to realize, to say to themselves, my anxiety is simply a mental choice that I'm making. It may not feel like a choice right now, but that's simply because you've been doing it for so long. It is a choice and you get to make a different choice if you'd prefer. Awesome. I love it, David. Thank you so much for being a guest. I really appreciate all the words of the pearls of wisdom and offering value to the audience. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, follow, share all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.